Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back to Notes from the North. Kyle and Sam here. And you know what? The Vikings play a lot of interesting games. Uh, we can look at over the past couple of years, uh, yeah. lots of very fascinating outcomes. Uh, think about Indianapolis. You think about Buffalo. You think about San Fran earlier. Uh, they definitely keep it exciting. And I don't think you can use the word exciting for a three, nothing football game, uh, that happened yesterday. Exciting in the sense that it was a close tight game, but it was right. a dull, dull game. If the NFL has basically moved the league in a direction where they want, you know, high end quarterback play and lots of scoring, cause that's pretty engaging. You know, like a lot of sports, they want more offense. Uh, this was not it, obviously. So, you know, that's kind of a, a bit of a downer. It was a bit of a slog of a game. If you wanted to be really optimistic, you'd say, holy jumpins, Brian Flores. Um, now, at this point, I think there's always that little voice in the back of people's head now saying every excellent game means it's likelier that the Vikings lose this guy, right? Like, there's just no way. He isn't amongst the top 32. You know what I mean? Like he just, there's just no way he shouldn't be leading the charge here. I'm just looking up. I want to make sure the numbers are 100% correct. Okay, right now, Sam, would you have seen this coming? Dial back the clock, even to the summer. The Vikings are fifth. Fifth in the NFL right now by averaging just 18.6 points against per game. Fifth in top five in the NFL for points against per game. Which I think certainly yesterday helps. Um, I know, and that's, that's but, my point. But, yesterday was an extreme, but, but they've been playing well. Week one to three was rough, admittedly. Since then, it has not. Been, since then, it has been excellent. Not not shutout excellent, but excellent. Well, and and I wanted to make this part. I was going to say yesterday helps, but it's not. Sometimes I think like there's different stats you can look at for a defense and points is certainly is an important one. It doesn't tell the full story, but it's important. And I think one of the added pieces is that it's not like for some teams, they could have that because they have a very good offense. That's right. And it's, that's not been the case for the Vikings this season. They have the potential to be, but it has not been at this, at the hands of a possession dominant high scoring yep. offense that has allowed that to, to happen. Uh, it is right. It, it's yeah. happened. So yeah, it certainly, there are different ways you can look at this game. Again, there's some interesting stats that you come out of uh, yesterday, 34 third down attempts. Uh, yeah. Why? Combined total yardages of 433 yards. And, um, I don't know if you, maybe you have the number in front of you, but how many punts would you guess happened yesterday? Oh, I don't actually, I don't have the number in front of me, but like combined each side, combined each side. 20. Yeah. 17. Yeah. I was about to say like, it was man, Ryan, Wright And, um, gosh, his name escapes me. Is AJ. What's, what's the, uh, AJ Cole. That sounds the like- uh, puncher for the Raiders. Um, yeah, they, they earned their paycheck yesterday. That was that was a, a special teams game, and so there you go. So you tip the cap, Matt Daniels. Like I know the um, 
the missed field goal 49 yarder. Those things happen. Uh, but you tip the cap to the special team certain. Um, because that was that was the game where like one major gaffe would have that would have been it, right? Like like one punt return or one whatever. Um, you know, that could have been it. And there are a couple moments, you know, I know that kind of weird Greg Joseph punt thing at the end didn't really go exactly as planned. Um, but it was still a clever design and a clever play call and good deception. It just, you just kind of, you know, when's the last time Joseph had to do that, if ever? Um, but it did the, you know, get the achieved effect. And so far as it, you know, drained more time off the clock, made it so unlikely for the Raiders to win. So, yeah, yeah you you like a little better ball placement, but that was, that was a good, very clever play call. Um, good stuff there. Good preparation. It was interesting. I was kind of, I was very curious. Like when they were going for the field goal, I was like, I don't yeah. know if I love this, but also like, was I concerned that the Raiders were going to march down the field and score? Yeah. Uh, n- no. And yeah. again, like you said, maybe ball placement could have been a little better, uh, but yeah. did run significant time off the clock. And uh, yeah. I mean, Sanchez made that point, right? You really wanted to go one of the two pointers. You right. kind of just blooped it. You know what I mean? Just kind of this little thing kind of, right ahead of himself or right ahead of the team. So it wasn't perfect. But wasn't. seven seconds, no timeouts. There's zero chance they can get in the field goal range and stop the clock. So it has to be a Hail Mary or, or you know, the the fumble or the, the uh, laterals that they were doing. So it kind of made the Raiders ultra predictable. And then ended up, I think they actually counted that as another turnover on the end of the game there. I think they gave possession to Jay Ward. So I think in the end, the Vikings won the turnover battle three to nothing. And that, and obviously that helps the defense. And the defense doesn't have to. So yes, Sam's point. If you if you have a clock killing, first down getting, score points kind of offense, that's one way of helping your defense. Especially if you can force the other team to become one dimensional, because the offense is so good. Like you just you know you force them into this passing attack, and, you know, and it all feeds into itself. That's that's certainly the best way to do it. To the Vikings' credit, yesterday a tiny little credit for the offense was that they didn't actually turn the ball over. And the Vikings end of the game plus plus three in the turnover margin, kind of plus two in reality, but plus three I think in the final statistics. Yeah, yeah, I was interested. Like you called it, I know you kind of misspoke and said it was the fumble play, like the lateral play. Like essentially, yeah. it is a fumble play. Like it's just, it, yeah, it often is not working, and the ball ends up hitting the ground. It's it's a bit of a mess, but uh, yeah, again, pad the stats, make it happen. Um, yeah. So, I let, let me let, let's let's point in this direction here because I think there's probably again the score is a is a big storyline coming out of yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. and then you've got two major storylines I think if you're thinking about it from the Vikings, uh, yeah. you've got injuries, uh, and you've got uh, quarterback play and and who yeah. is going forward here and like you mentioned. There is no, there was no turnovers in the offense yesterday, which is certainly a plus, especially considering uh, what Dobbs uh, has been doing lately. Um, some ways, it almost feels like that makes it worse. Like it's like if you look at the score and it was zero, like it just there was just nothing going yesterday yeah. for so yeah. much of the game. So yeah. uh, maybe let's start with the quarterback play because I think uh, yeah. certainly you see. Dobbs, I think, let, let, let me just, I'll phrase it like this. Um, can you can you see Dobbs coming back into 
being a quarterback for this team um, after yeah. what he's shown yesterday, but even the last couple of weeks. I think Sam here is trying to phrase things without being mean or too negative. Uh, but the strangers know there's no way that Josh Jobs gets the start on Saturday when they travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. There is zero chance that happens. Okay. We talked about this last podcast. It is so come coming into week 14, pretend that the Raiders game never happened. Josh Jobs had played 10 straight bad quarters of football. Right. He had a really good second quarter against the Saints. Excellent. Three touchdown passes. There's an amazing in-game adjustment from Kevin O'Connell. They kind of started calling those crossing routes. It's kind of a man, you know, beater. Excellent second quarter. Great. He then has a clunker of a second half and allows the Saints to, you know, make it a one-score game. And then a dud against the Broncos and a dud against the Bears. Comes out now out of the bye and a freaking dud against the Raiders. So it has been, I guess, more than three games in a row now where he's just played straight up bad football. And that's fun. Like, legit, like, there shouldn't be animosity or anger towards Josh Jobs. He is a career journeyman who is struggling to hang on to rosters, right? And I know he kind of got the chance to start a lot in Arizona, but like in reality, he's, he's best as like a QB two or a QB three, right? Uh, he's super smart. He's a great competitor. He's tough. He's going to show up. Teammates like him, right? Like it's just, it was super fun. He pulled off the win week nine against Atlanta, pulled it off to New Orleans, Excellent stuff. Uh, didn't sink the team against Las Vegas, right? You know, better ball security. Um, no, no reason to be upset about Dobbs. This is, just, I think, this is just kind of who he is. He's, he's, a, he's a career backup, and that's totally fine. Uh, there's really no QB one debate. Kevin O'Connell did say in his press conference that I'm just not going to get into it. I'm not going to name it yet. We just kind of finished this game. We're going to kind of let it settle, and then we'll kind of go forward with it. But it's going to be Mullins. And yeah. honestly, Sam, the only the only debate at this point is is who is QB two, right? And the Vikings really need to be prepared for that, given how things have gone for them with injuries. And maybe this will be a transition point to get into the injury topic. But given how things have gone, the Vikings can't just say, "Oh, we got Mullins at QB one, okay." And then we just kind of, you know, glad that's settled. We'll have no more worries at quarterback. Like there has to be a contingency plan for Mullins if there are struggles or injury. And so the only question at this point then, who is QB2, right? So it's I think it's pretty clear that Dobbs has gone down one, Mullins has gone up one, right? But has Dobbs actually gone down two? And Darren Hall is maybe now the main backup? That's really the only question at this stage. Um, Mullins is going to be the dude. Almost certain. Like 99.9%. Yeah. Uh, I, I just can't see a reality where that's not the case. Yeah. No, I, again, I was trying to, I appreciate you helping phrase my question. I, I really was like, yeah. I think it is hard to see Dobbs come back from this. I, I, we were talking a little bit before we started here, no chance. like in terms of return on investment yeah. uh, that the Vikings have made for Dobbs. Fantastic. You Tremendous. Know he, Tremendous he did a returns. great job. Had them in games. Again, you can yes. look at what happened. Yeah. Uh, against um denver you can look what happened against chicago you can look what happened even in this game uh yep with win but but again for what they did uh yeah. he's, he's done a great job just uh, swapped a sixth and a seventh like perfect you know like that that's all you could ask for you get two wins he played 500 ball and the game he got yanked ended up in a win and right 
and yeah. kept kept some motivation or some momentum that this team had. Uh, yeah. Like totally. lots of good things. But again, you see Nick Mullins in there and uh, just yeah. like Dobbs. I, I love watching. We've talked about this. Love watching running quarterback. But uh, you do need to be able to throw the ball too. And that just yeah. wasn't happening. Uh, the offense opens yeah. up with Mullins. He's just, he's more accurate. He's got more power. That, just a better quarterback. That, the, the first throw that he had yesterday, I was like, oh, okay. So this is what yeah. it feels like. To... It, yeah, it felt like a really was like, oh, wow. Okay. okay. And again, it was lucky. And Mullins to say that as post-game presser, it was like, he said, maybe there was a bit of beginner's luck there. But again, it was just, it was like this 26-yard connection to Hawkinson. And you're like, ooh, wow, that feels good. That and then, feels good. Yeah. Right. And then you look at the throw to Osborne. It was just like, oh, okay. Like, you know what? You do need a quarterback that can make those throws, yeah. especially with the talent that the Vikings have at receiver. You need to get guys the ball. Yeah. And they're yeah. running. I, I know Madison was injured, but like the Vikings are actually running the ball pretty well. They yeah. kind of, they bottled up Dobbs, which is fine, but like they're actually getting some production in the ground game. And then first, so you, you have your full offensive arsenal, at least initially in terms of your receivers. Right. And then those tight ends, you really love Hawkinson and Oliver. And then Madison's running the ball well, and the offense just can't accomplish anything. Uh, that's an issue. Yeah. Right? That's an issue for, for a, a, a NFL quarterback turned head coach, Kevin O'Connell, an offense first team, an elite collection of talent. Like, just, I'm not, I'm not saying they got to be like the greatest show on turf. You know what I mean? But like, they do have to, or like the 98 Vikings. But they do have to be competent. They do have to be competent. They do have to score points. Brian Flores deserves goodness. He deserves an offense that can score some points and sustain a drive and you know help him out here. Um, yeah, it yeah. was it was pretty painful for the vast majority of that game. Very painful. Yeah, painful. And yet, there's also I think you come out of that game still feeling like okay, you know what? If you give Mullins a full game, there's still a chance that quarterback play is not going to sink this team and that they're going to be yeah. able to hopefully do something that uh Mullins is a decent player. Yeah. Keeps like he's like he's a very good backup quarterback. Yeah. Right. And I know they're hoping that I know the hope when they signed him was that if we do need him, it's going to be because like cousin sprained his ankle and he's out for a week. Like you didn't want him in this capacity. But He's a good backup quarterback. I, I I genuinely don't understand. There's like this sense within Vikings fandom, or at least maybe it just exists on Twitter, of like just being like underwhelmed by Mullins or not being enthused about it. Like I genuinely don't get it. Uh, Mullins is a gamer. He's not going to be intimidated. Yeah, the ball placement is not necessarily ideal sometimes. Yeah, he can throw a turnover, but dude's going to go for it, right? He is not going to be scared. And if you're a backup quarterback and you're going to be able to go into that huddle and your teammates respect you and you're going to challenge the defense and try to make plays down the field, that's it. Like that, that's it. That's that's what we want, right? At, at the end of the day, it's a backup quarterback, right? It's not like you're yeah. not going to have. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not you're not going to have a second yeah. Kirk Cousins. No, uh, exactly. That's right. Um, I mean, what can you expect? What more can you expect? It's perfect. Yeah. I so mean, not perfect. Nick, Nick Mullins is yeah. Nick Mullins is the guy. I, yes. I will say I think Jaron yes. Hall does deserve another chance if, uh, if God forbid that, that Mullins has an injury. Uh, Jaron Hall has had yeah. very limited action, 
uh, yet showed very well in that limited action and mm-hmm. uh, in some ways deserves a chance. So I, I just wanted to throw that in there as a, he, he might be cute too. It might be. Honestly, he might be. I, I don't know if Kevin O'Connell will. I expect when he's we're here recording on Monday, I would think that I'm the press conference today from O'Connell, he names Mullins the starter. Uh, I don't know if he'll dig deeper into the hierarchy and reveal yeah. who's the two and the three. Um, and in some ways, you kind of hope you never find out because hopefully yeah. Mullins just goes out and plays well and it's always a mystery. But I would venture to guess that it, it might be Hull. Right. Yeah, it might be Hull. And so you, you alluded to there, you alluded to it before. I think it is important for probably for us to talk about injuries, right? And so yeah. certainly the big name, we have Justin Jefferson coming back. Yeah. Uh, very clear that they were trying to get him involved early and then takes a strange hit, seems to yeah. uh, injure himself. And you kind of see him leaving and he walks out of the stadium and you're like, oh, okay. And then you get the report that he's out for the game. And then you get the report that he's gone to the hospital. Uh, yeah. And so significant concern there. You've got Brian O'Neill uh, that yep. comes out of the game. You got Alexander Madison that comes out of the game. You got Dalton Reisner that comes out of the game. And man, that offensive line was looking um, like the patchwork that it was um, yep. late. I, I might be missing people, but some significant injuries. Yeah. There. Uh, I think the one you're missing, Sam, and this was at the end of Quantum Talk Board in this presser, that um, Jalen Naylor is now in concussion protocol. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and so he's an user uh, WR4 or WR5. Uh, and Mullins was going at Naylor, actually a decent bit, uh, feeding them some targets. Um, so he's the other one there. So it's certainly a rough day for the offense, health-wise. Right. Not just performance, but health. The one thing, it sounds really bad, and it, it is bad. You know, Jefferson leaves the game. So the ball was not terribly accurate. It's too high. Go up like this, right, over the middle. It's a very vulnerable position to be in. Jefferson, to his credit, makes the play, holds onto the ball, gets the first down, but takes the shot in the ribs. Again, like, it's it's, it's just, it's a football play. It's, it's a legal hit. Um, just unfortunate. Does go to the hospital. Seems to have mostly been a precautionary thing. And O'Connell was mostly encouraged. I think they just ruled out the really bad stuff. You know, whatever that means from like a shot to kind of like your rib chest area. I'm assuming, you know, internally you get a lot of major organs in there. I'm not a doctor. Point being, they've ruled out the major stuff uh, and he was able to travel back with the team. Right. So those are really, really positive signs. The On the other end, right, is that they actually have a short week this week because the game is on Saturday. Right. So it's almost like a similar. Think of it almost like you're playing a Monday night game and you have to play on Sunday. It's kind of like a similar timeline. Right. So is that one game going to make the difference for Justin Jefferson? I don't know. Frankly, again, I'm not a doctor, but O'Connell did mention, you know, he's again, it's a short week, right? And it's the same factor is going to be kind of behind Brian O'Neill. You're starting right tackle who's having a rough game, but is still a stud. Alexander Madison was probably having his best game of the year or one of also, you know, short week, you know, and ankle injury there, right? Naylor is in concussion protocol. And if he is diagnosed with concussion, Probably no nailer. And then in that case, I think they would they elevate Nikhil Harry, I think, who gives them some really good size along the outside, kind of a plus blocker. They do some neat stuff with Harry um, to kind of get to the edge of the running backs. So kind of look for that if nailer's out, kind of gives them some extra muscle as a receiver. So I guess we'll just see. And then it's, then it's Ty Chandler and then Wong Wu is your two backs. Um, they get Dwayne McBride on the practice squad. But there was a CJ Ham sighting. Uh, with that carry, that was excellent. 
everyone in Minnesota loves seeing CJ Ham pick up a carry and actually pick up like 78 yards. And Mullins actually gave him like a bit of a shout out in his postgame presser. So oh, there we go. I got my uh my son gave me a sticker, a little cactus sticker. I so was there, wondering there's, what that there's, was. A, there's a shout out there. And so um anyhow, that's kind of where we're at with injuries. It doesn't sound like for any of these in any of these instances, short of maybe Naylor, it's hard to know how severe concussion is. And so we just don't want to minimize that. Um, but when it comes to Madison, O'Neill, Dalton Reisner, Jefferson, it doesn't seem like these are going to be season enders. Um, these might be week 15 enders. This, this might mean no week f- 15 in Cincinnati, but we'll just kind of have to see how it goes. Um, re- you think especially for Jefferson, just really tough where he's coming off the seven game absence. It's tough. And if for Mullins, like if, if you're Mullins, man, you want that dude. You want your dude there, right? Who can kind of give you that vertical element. And it, and it just makes it easier for Addison, for Hawkins, for everyone else. It's that domino effect, right? Where he commands so much attention. So we'll just see. But again, last point on this. The Vikings do tend to be quite cautious when it comes to player health, which I think is actually quite wise. Um given where they're at in kind of their development as a franchise and where they're going and where Jefferson's at, who's like 24 years old and the cornerstone of your team. Um, be smart with it. So if it's iffy, if it's 50-50, they usually tend to not play the player. Usually. So we'll see if anything changes. Now they're 7-6. They're in the playoff race. They control their own destiny. Cincinnati is legit going to be a tough game. Jake Browning's been playing pretty well for those guys. They've won a couple games now. Jake Browning, former Viking, came into the NFL with the Vikings. Um, so we'll just see, I guess. We'll just see. But not season-enders, it seems, for most of those guys who went out. Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's probably not a whole lot else we can comment on the injuries at this point in terms of yeah. just like waiting yeah. to see what happens. But certainly if, yeah. if all of those guys are missing, uh, that's a big loss. Uh, yeah, man. You had you had so you had Blake Brandell, who's a tackle by trade in at right guard, and then you had Brian O'Neill, your starting RT. He was out in David Placeberry, was in forum. Coming into this game, Sam, Ingram and O'Neill played 100 percent of the snaps for the offense. And so you literally the same right side of your offensive line um were just the exact same, right? And they were they were kind of theirs. So um tough, tough yep. there. It was definitely a bit patchwork. But again, you kind of they hung in there. Yeah. Max Crosby is legit, right? Yeah. He's an excellent, oh. excellent player. Um, it wasn't pretty. But they wasn't pretty nothing. Wasn't pretty, but they they do continue, and we talked about this. Like they more so this year than in past years, have guys that continue to step up when there are injuries that happen. And That's, yes, that yeah. has been huge, and that has yeah. kept them afloat. Uh, yeah, man, seven and, and six. Right, yep. so so let let's look ahead because again you mentioned Cincinnati heading in. And the Vikings do again control their destiny moving forward. Uh, yep. Still waiting on a, a Packers game uh, tonight to figure yeah. out what that looks exactly. like. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's right. Uh, but at this point, uh, the Vikings do have a chance to actually now control their own destiny uh, of even a division title, uh, and That's we're getting right. ahead of ourselves. There That's a little right. bit, uh, but with two games against uh, Detroit moving forward uh, and two games back right now, uh, it's still there. Although maybe yep. maybe make the argument how serious is the team that 
just won three nothing. Uh, but that's yeah, exactly. And against the Raiders, so it's not like you're like going toe to toe with like you know the Eagles and if like the Niners or something. Yeah. So <laughs> again, I feel like each week is just kind of like you know we'll just see what happens. Um, any any maybe final thoughts against Cincinnati? Again, you mentioned before looking at it, it was like well you know what no Joe Burrow this team is definitely different uh, yeah but they've had some good games uh, and yesterday put up a lot yeah. of points uh, yeah on the board so two weeks in a row Sam I think they've done quite well yeah so, so the the Vikings it's yeah. it's uh, it is not going to be an easy game not that not that I was thinking that it necessarily was going to be. Yeah. I think so. You're right. They control it on destiny. And let's just say they win their next four games. They're NFC North champs. Amazing. Right? Like, you know, it's just all everything that happens. So it is, again, football can be very empowering. Right? And that, that is an empowering place to be. That If we just win our games, just, you know, if we just win our games, get the division, we're going to host a playoff game. The Packers tonight, they got the Giants. So, you know, really should the Packers should win, but we'll just see. Funny things sometimes happen on uh, in the primetime games, and you kind of just want, you know, the Packers are coming off some major wins, and you kind of just wonder, is there going to be a letdown, or can they kind of keep this going? Um, so we'll see. But regardless of what happens, the Vikings fully control the sixth seed in the NFC. Right. If they just take care of business, they'll be the sixth seed. And if they get really hot, they're going to win the division, which will almost, which will mean because I mean with the um, with the Buccaneers and Saints division, the South, like they're not coming out of the four spot. So if the Vikings actually do, they'll they'll be the number three team in the NFC, which is like, damn dude, like who could have seen that coming, right? So we'll just we'll just see. And the final thing I'll say, final thing, Sam, legit. Uh, last year there's all this talk about the Vikings and their point differential. So right now they're plus twenty four. The Lions who lead the division are only plus twenty six. Not trying to overstate things or say I think the the Lions are definitely like a clear step better than the Vikings, especially when you factor in health of key players. But um, I don't necessarily look at the Lions as like dominant world beaters in the same way that I look at the Forty Niners. Right. So let's just see how things go. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we'll, we'll get too ahead of ourselves, but but it is. It'll be fascinating to see, and I'll, I'll, I will make this comment again. You maybe can jump up from that sixty to the three seed of, of getting the uh, division. Yep. Chain. You could, but who do you think you're going to play? Well, well you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll there see, you go. Yeah, you'll, it's it really it's about home yeah. field. In the, I was going to say it's playing at the bank, right? Yeah, that's what that's what's playing about, there, rather than Ford Field. Yeah, that's still almost a certainty that you're playing Detroit in that game. Which would be the third time in like a four-week stretch. So there'll there'll be some chippiness, some bad blood. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. Good. Well they gotta get themselves there and uh that but yeah that's right. Another win doesn't matter how it happens, they've done it. So we'll uh we'll wrap up there. Again, thanks for people uh for listening. Check out, check out Vikings coverage, purpleptsd.com, vikingsterritory.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back uh, next week. Bye.